what would you do? What would be your reaction if you saw something like this? If, if somebody, you, you really hadn't been on any dates with this woman yet, you really weren't 100% sure if she liked you, a neighbor brings out this book with photos of your employee of the month photo and her employee of the month photo pasted on people who are in like a bride and groom outfit i would think she she's uh like a psychopath like she is gonna she's gonna murder me she's gonna wear my skin she's it's all like i'm thinking i just dodged a bullet i can't i need to get me out of here as soon as possible welcome to the rom-com rewind podcast hi i'm sarah and I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You're joining us here. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So, this is a show where we rewatch rom coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide does it still hold up? Today we have Last, Last Holiday. Holiday. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you follow, subscribe, and Apple podcast, leave reviews wherever you like. We love to read them, it helps more people find us. And if you want to reach out and chat, Instagram at Romcom Rewind and on TikTok at Romcom Rewind. We had a message from Rachel saying, I uh, only found y'all recently, but you guys have quickly become my fave podcast. I love that. I've found people that love rom-coms and like to talk about them the way that I do as well. I love hearing your thoughts about all the movies and the quick facts are so awesome. I also love the fact that y'all are a couple makes the podcast even more enjoyable and so cute. Thanks so much for making such great content. You've got a fan in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. So Last Holiday is an 06 holiday romantic comedy directed by Wayne Wang. Wayne also created uh, Made in Manhattan. Last Holiday is the story of Georgia Berg, played by Queen Latifah. Georgia is a cookware employee at a department store kind of led to believe it's sort of like a Sears vibe, maybe like a Target sort of thing, but it's called Cragen's Department Store in the show. Now, Georgia is a very unassuming woman. She tends to let her boss kind of walk all over her. She cooks these elaborate meals, but never actually eats them herself. She's stuck in a job that doesn't necessarily fulfill her, but she finds solace in her book of possibilities where she takes pictures of her favorite dishes that she's made, her favorite celebrity chefs, There's a guy who she quietly really likes named Sean Williams, played by LL Cool J. And he's in this book of possibilities, although he has no idea about this. And Georgia's life kind of completely changes when she learns that this will actually be her last holiday. Hence the name of the movie. I won't give away the hook too much just yet. What are your thoughts? Georgia Bird spent her life. One was Bird. Mr. Williams. Dreaming of possibilities. I suggest you get with the program, Miss Bird. Yeah. You're just scared of some man getting a hold of that booty of yours. <laughs> Until the day. I was wondering sometime if you're free. I'll get it. Oh, fate. This can't be right. Changed everything. I got three weeks to live? I feel great. I just finished a fat flush. Remember you said life was too short to live the way I do? You see, Mr. Damien. Excuse would you mind? Yeah. I quit. I have always loved this movie. I love Queen Latifah in this movie, too. Um, It's just such a fun movie. Like, what do you do with hundreds of thousands of dollars when you only have so much time left in your life? Like, what do you do? You know, the question's always there. Like, you know, if you were going to die next month what would you do right you have now three weeks to like live. You what, what are you doing yeah. where are you going yeah. and um 
she she has such a great time and she lets everything go she lets all of these insecurities go she lets she just gains this confidence and um it's such a feel-good movie uh, i loved it yeah. I, I always like this movie it's you know what? this is actually my first time watching this yeah, i know i asked you that when we were watching it Woo. it's kind of the two things of what would you do if you only had three weeks to live and also mm-hmm. what would you say if you weren't afraid of what people would think yeah and it really that that is kind of a nice theme of the movie queen latifah i agree is so sweet I think this movie goes from being super cliche, I can guess everything that's going to happen, meh, to, to not a bad watch, solely mm. because Queen Latifah is just so so charming and like really likable, especially rewatching it now because like, where is Queen Latifah? Like, wh- what happened to her? I feel like we don't get her anymore. She's in a TV show called The Equalizer. That's what she's been doing for like the last ten years. Uh, no, How not long for the last show? ten years. I think it's, uh, I think it's on season two now or something like that. Or this is the season first season. Anyway, it's brand new. I feel like I haven't seen her in a long time. You're right. No, I completely agree with you. It's she's she's resurfacing. She's resurfacing. She's, equalizer. She's submarined, and then she's resurfacing. You know who else I feel the same way about? 40 Days and 40 Nights, another rom-com that we should watch. Mm-hmm. Josh Hartnett, though? Oh, yeah. He yeah. kind of just mm-hmm. disappeared he for like He was like an early 2000s heartthrob, and then he just kind of like submarined. Yeah. Nobody knows where he is. Mid-2000s, <laughs> huge. And then there's mm-hmm. like a 10-year span where, I don't know, where where did he go? Where's Josh Hartnett? But I think it's a, like... It's, there's a lot of actors and actresses that we could talk about that do the same thing. Queen Latifah, I kind of felt, wow, that there she is. Yeah. Where have I seen her last? Taxi with Jimmy friggin' Fallon? <laughs> oh Maybe. God. I don't know. I'm, I'm racking my brain. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I've seen her. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute for sure. For sure. Um, like you said, yeah, like, you know, the beginning of the movie, uh, she only eats lean cuisines, but she makes these lavish dinners after watching um, these cooking shows when she comes home from work. That you know, makes no sense to me, by the way. I know, I know. But, you know, she's she's staying healthy and, and there's lots of butter and, and carbs. And I mean, don't get me wrong. They looked delicious. Like she is quite the chef. She's an amazing chef. And doesn't eat any of her own dishes. I know, but yeah. I know. And I love that she took pictures of her food before it was cool. Yeah, so she she takes a picture of all of her dishes, puts it in her book of possibilities. Yes, the book of possibilities. Uh, yeah, that's like that's Pinterest in mm-hmm. physical form is is what that is. Like, yeah, yeah, and this kind of is where the movie all starts. Like she comes home from work, she, she likes her job, she doesn't love her job. It's a job, right? So she has this book of possibilities. Do you think that this is the same as like a journal or a dream board? Like people do dream boards now or mood boards, you the, know? Yeah, the book of possibilities is many things. It has uh, her own cooking recipes, not even the recipes, mm-hmm. just just pictures. Yes. So yeah. it is. It's like Pinterest, and then it's like a journal, and then it's. It's like, everything. It's everything. It's it's all of the things. It's like what you would keep on your phone, right? Notes, photos. Um... But it's 06, so she has a <laughs> yeah. friggin' binder yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that she puts in yeah. her drawer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like ahead of her time for what the time is, right? Like taking pictures of food and putting in her... Like Instagram wasn't a thing. So she had nowhere to post it. Just just her process for putting pictures in the book of possibilities. I know. She takes it with like her digital camera. I think she plugs it into a printer and then prints it out. I don't... So many steps just to, to post something on Pinterest now, you know? Yeah. So she goes back to work the next day, like, like every day. And the guy who owns their store is Mr. Cragen, who seems very self-absorbed and a bit of an asshole. Um, and she loves at work. She's she's head of uh, the, the cookware sales. So she does all the kitchen sales and whatnot. And something that she loves doing 
for the people who come to her store are food demonstrations. So again, this woman loves to cook. To save money, um, it's cut. She's told she can no longer do food dem- food demonstrations, and she's really, really, you know, sad about it and whatever. So she's like, okay, fine. So she goes to see her love interest, Sean, who sells barbecues. Mm-hmm. I think he sells other things too, but in this instance, she's bought a few barbecues from him, which like I'm, it would have been really, really funny if she had more than two barbecues. Imagine if this was in 2021, like she could have a smoker, she <laughs> yeah. could have one of those green eggs, she could have Traeger. a barbecue, yeah, Traeger, yeah. Bluetooth smokers, hell yeah. Oh my gosh, she'd have so many. Um, But when she goes to see him, she actually hits her head. Yeah, and they are kind of, I think he's sort of trying to ask her maybe a question, and she bonks her head, Yeah, and she needs to be brought to the hospital where the crux of the movie happens. Yes, so she gets a CAT scan. Turns out she has Lampington's uh, disease, and she has three lesions or three tumors, and that she is told that she has three weeks to live. I'm sorry, Georgia, but... The virus has caused a very advanced case of Lampington's lesions. Okay, well, exactly what does that mean? Without treatment, it's terminal. What? Like I'm going to die? I'm very, very sorry. Dun, dun, dun. Or she can get this surgery that is $340,000, but the company won't cover it. So, of course, she doesn't have the money to do so. So she realizes leaving there, she's like, I'm going to die. Like, what do I do now? And, of course, Sean then... As she's leaving the clinic, asks her out, gives her a basketball game ticket, and she says, no, sorry, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to be here to, to make it. So sad. So she goes home, obviously depressed because she's going to die in three weeks, and everyone's casting her aside. Her sister, her boss, nobody will listen to her to let them say um, that she's she's dying. And I think this is where we start to see the the Georgia change. She quits her job. She decides that she's going to make big moves. She's going to go on a last holiday and really enjoy the rest of her life that she has. So if you only had three weeks to live, theoretically, where would you go? What would you do? What activities? What would you eat? What would be your frivolous purchases? Because that's basically the entire rest of the movie yeah, is, is just Georgia <laughs> answering those questions. So I think I would do something similar to what Georgia does, uh, go to Europe, but I would bring like my close loved ones like that's what I would do I wouldn't want to go by myself and and spend you know the last three weeks of my life without the people who I love so that's probably the one major change but I will I would go like a mix of like beach and some Alps and some like I would go skiing for sure because I've I've always wanted to go skiing in in the French Alps Mm. and then I would go surfing in Portugal um, because I loved surfing in Portugal I would go to Italy for some wine tasting and parts of Italy I would maybe Oh, I'd want to go down to the southern part of Italy or Lake Como in the northern northern part of Italy. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then Eastern Europe. I love Eastern Europe. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing when we went to Budapest that one time. I would just want to go to a mix of places I've been and then mixes of places that I wouldn't. Skydiving um, in Switzerland. So cool. I would want to do that. Um, oh, I don't know. Travel by train because trains are like traveling by train through Europe is awesome. Yeah, so many things. Okay, I like that because I, I think Georgia missed the mark in that she's like, I'm not just go to one place. I'm going to go to, and Czech Republic, I've heard amazing things. Oh, You've it's been beautiful. To yeah, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. But like, you, you pick one spot. It. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you explore a little Well, and she more? stayed at the hotel, right? Like that's, she did everything at the hotel and then like the amenities right outside. So we, we have a, a similar but different viewpoint of this. Because at okay. first I thought Europe, yeah, Georgia, <laughs> Sarah, Europe. you guys both have it. <laughs> but then I'm like, yo, there, there's so many people. Like I feel like there's mm. so many places in Europe that's just so 
so busy. Um, and like, like the place I was born, like Newfoundland, East coast of Canada, very quiet, very jolly, very warm people, but very like slow living. So (laughs) I would like to do something like that. I want like a secret life of Walter Mitty. Oh my God. Life changing journey. But bring me to like Mongolia, you know, just like out on the, Mm -hmm. on the plains, Vietnam, Singapore, like, like busyness, but also just like, I like that. That would be a good mix of like adventuring and relaxation as well. Yeah, and like I want to do Thailand, some scuba diving. Like, I want to. Yeah. Bro. Okay, I like that. I like that. That would be really, really relaxing and zen, you know. I think so. And yeah. then just yeah, I'm gonna find a little island and just. The the nice thing about Europe is everything's so close, right? So you can go do so many things that because it like it's such a close it's close piece. But you know what, Southeast Asia, yeah, you're right. All the islands are quite close as well, so you could just fly within them. Georgia had it right though. Give me all the food. Give oh, me everything. Yeah. I don't care what it is. I will not say no to is. anything. Yeah. Like that, uh, that that's kind of like my vibe traveling mm-hmm. anyway. Like going yeah. to Croatia and they're like, would you like the squid? I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Let's do it. Octopus? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why not? I'm going to do that too. <laughs> so her just saying, I want every single one of Chef Didier. We're getting ahead of ourselves. But like every single one of his specials, I want to eat it. Yes. Yeah. Same. Give me, give me all of it. Well, yeah, you have to. You have to live, right? Like, and I think that's a big port part of this movie is that live for the moment, live for. Yeah, I just don't remember you eating frog legs when we were in Paris together. Yeah, no, wow. I'm, I'm I'm good with that. You could do a little bit I more think... of Georgia living here, Sarah. <laughs> she would have had the frog legs. You had the frog legs. Yeah, because I'm on the Georgia train of living. Okay. <laughs> on the Georgia train of living. I feel like there's a song there. Isn't there a song called like Georgia? Oh no, there's I'm a sure country... there is. Isn't it Georgia something line? Florida Georgia line. Florida oh Georgia line. <laughs> were you at? Was that what you were actually trying no, to I figure think there's out? No, I a song. No, no, no. I think there's that's a, a song. band. No, I know. It's also a, a physical location. Oh, cool. Right, because oh, the Florida they, Georgia line. They are states that are right. beside each other. So yes, no, I know that. There's a line. Thank you. <laughs> I'm leaving all of this in. Dang this it. is amazing. Dang it. <laughs> Georgia buys a plane ticket to Europe for Czech Republic, and she takes all of the money out of her bank. All the bonds as well. All the bonds as well. Uh, when she's on the plane, she starts to stand up for herself even more. You can kind of see that confidence coming out of her, that that carefree attitude. And the steward, the stewardess says, you know, if you would have chosen to fly first class, you would have you wouldn't have had these issues in economy. And so she said, okay, well, had you chose to fly first class instead of economy, you would have had plenty of room in one of our cocoons. How much is it? How much for the damn cocoon? This is the first piece of living the high life that we see from Georgia. Well, there is a moment on the plane that happens. The person in front of Georgia leans their chair back. Yeah. This greedy airline put all these seats so close together just so they can make more money. Now, I'm not flying all the way to Prague. With some stranger in my lap. That's a big boy. That's a big old man right there. I can't look at him. What is proper airplane etiquette? For leaning your chair back. Ooh, that's tough. That's a touchy that's subject. That's tough because you know what? People I are feel intense about it. Like if somebody flips their seat back, it can, it goes really far back. I don't know. I don't like the person in front of me to do it. So are you a do you want to know why? Because don't recline your seater. I don't. I don't think I recline my seat. I don't think wow. so. I don't think I do. Do you? I recline as far back as it can go, and then I pull up like a reasonable amount. 
because I know like they recline back too much. You're basically in that person's lap. Oh yeah, and that's not cool. But well, like, I need a little bit of recline. So I recline back all the way, and then I'm like, okay, that's the maximum, and that's too much, and then I do like halfway back up. I feel like I'm I like, okay. cocoon in in the in the seat, so I feel like I don't have to like lean all the way back. But oh, have you ever had a foot sneak through? I've had a foot sneak through on whoa, the side. Whoa, 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 like behind you? Yeah, yeah. So like Ooh. a person behind me, like I've had a foot sneak through on the side. Disgusting. When I've been, when I've been sitting at a window seat. A, a barefoot. <laughs> Yeah, like a barefoot. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, what did you it was do? Really gross. I like. I think I like touched it with a sweater, and like the person pulled back. Good. Right away. I know it was gross. I would complain about that okay, immediately. Well, That's disgusting. You repulsive. It. The person didn't do it again, but Good. but 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 what? What are you? What? Yeah, it was really weird. It was gross. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> So she arrives in Czech Republic. She does. She takes a helicopter she, to the hotel. Yes, she does. And all the other guests gr- are gawking like, oh my a God, grand who entrance. Is that? Wow. So she gets to the front desk and um, you know, she's gawking at the ceiling, thinking it's absolutely beautiful. And and I think these people needed Georgia in their lives. They needed her positivity and her uplifting attitude um to kind of bring them out of like you know an everyday funk and she her room is not ready and she asks what room is ready and the presidential suite at four thousand dollars us a night is available and so she takes it which wild that's so much money for a night um and i think somebody a few other people overhear that she's taking the presidential suite at that amount per night and you know ears are starting and heads are starting to turn so everyone at the hotel thinks she's a big shot. And I love her saying subtle little things to people as they're walking by, like to the to the um, senator and the and the congressman, just like little things like, oh, yeah, I know him or oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he, he wasn't at, uh, at this place that I was supposed to be at the other day. And everyone is thinking that she truly is a very important person. <laughs> so we have a classic dress up montage scene, Ugh. except do it rich. She did it rich. I think Gwen Stefani, rich girl, was actually playing in the background. It was, this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it because, like, some of the outfits were like, oh, my God, like, this truly is what somebody who has too much money would wear. <laughs> but some of the other, like, the pieces that she wore were beautiful. Like, I, she upped her style. She upped her hair. She, you know, put makeup on and... um you know, she was beautiful before, but um, she kind of, again, gained more confidence. She's like, I need, you know, why not? Okay, so the dinner scene. So that night after shopping, she comes to the um, the dinner room. This is my favorite scene. The this first right now dinner is your scene. favorite scene, the yeah. first dinner. Okay. Yeah, because everybody still doesn't know who she is. Everybody still thinks that, you know, who is this? She's There's so, just such an air of mystery about her. Like, we want to know more. And so the congressman, Mr. Cragen, uh, the senator and their wives and Mr. Cragen's mistress are all sitting at a table and they watch Georgia come in at a table set for eight but by herself part of the reason why george is at this hotel is because of the chef she loves this chef she orders everything on the menu that the chef is offering for the night hell yeah she just doesn't care and everybody's still talking about her trying to figure out who she is and then mr Cragen tells the one of the waiters to get the chef to come out to say hello to, to his table and instead the chef comes out to see georgia first and sits down with her I love this man. The chef, oh my God. Isn't he great? So he's played by um, Gerard Depardieu. He's also, he was in like the Three Musketeers and he's just such like a, 
a jovial French man. You know, he's like a very, he's like a big teddy bear of a man. He is. And there was a thing how, you know, all the politicians and the, the heavy hitters, they were like, oh, I'll, I'll have the risotto, but like, can we make it dairy free? And somebody's like, mm, can I have this? But like no potatoes. So yeah. when he gets those orders in the kitchen, <laughs> he's like, oh my God, like why would they even eat here? And then he gets her table and he said, how many, how many people are at that table? And they're like, oh, it's just one. And he's like, oh my God, I love this woman. She wants everything on my menu. No, no additions, no subtractions, nothing. So he goes to see Georgia first because he's like, who, who is this lady? And they have a great conversation. Oh, She's talking it. about his food. Oh, is that like pork belly? He starts <laughs> making pig noises. Yeah. It was like a little strange, but it was cute. I loved it. I loved it. And I love him throughout the rest of this movie too. Like I think I think why this is one of my like my best scene is because it's the introduction to him and their friendship throughout the rest of the movie. And I absolutely loved it. So the next few days, you know, Georgia lives it up. She goes and has a very interactive spa day. Um, she meets a few of the other uh, people around um, Mrs. Gunther, who is her uh, floor butler and things like that. And uh, she also goes snowboarding. Can we talk about how unrealistic this scene was? Yeah, I got a lot to say about it. You know what? Th- there are a few things in this movie that are like, yeah, it's like maximum cliche rom-com <laughs> here. Everything's wrong about it. First of all, worst snowboard instructor ever. Yeah. When you're learning how to snowboard, you, you're on the bunny hills. Yes. Which are at the bottom of the mountain. You can't make your way to a black diamond by accident if you, like, it, it, it's impossible. No, and snowboarding is hard to learn. Like, we both snowboard. And, like, I remember learning as a kid. And it was very, it, like, it was hard. You had to do, there was no way that she was that good of a snowboarder. Like, she could actually carve. So so here's the thing. So, yeah, Queen Latifah, Georgia, <laughs> is, she, she gets away from her instructor. Oh, no! And she just starts, like, <laughs> bombing down the mountain. Yeah. And she's flailing around, but... You know what? It's it's one of those things where you're seemingly out of control, but somehow everything's working out. Because she's like out of control and she softly hits a guy, lets him go, he falls. And it's one of those things where it, it actually takes more skill to do that safely yeah. than it would be if it was an accident because <laughs> you'd, you'd actually hurt the guy. It's kind of like Napoleon Dynamite. Like it's it's a train wreck and it's funny, but it's also all on purpose, if that makes sense. Oh, I love and then eventually Dynamite. she gets to the Black Diamond yeah. and Craig in and everybody's like, oh, like I don't know about a Black Diamond. And Georgia just whips past them, bombing down the hill. So of course, Craig in needs to follow her because he's so competitive. Of course. Yes, and um, they run into each other, and actually, like, she ends up standing on his skis, which is such a faux pas, but... Um, Once again, though, it's again, so perfect yeah. that you'd need to be so talented to do that successfully. There is no way that she would have made it that far down the hill without falling once. Like, there is no way. Yeah. Even skiing that out of control on two skis, she would have fallen by then. She would have yard sailed, for sure. Which is, this movie is... Like, okay, am I wrong in that there is a distinction between crappy Hallmark holiday romantic comedies and like a genuine romantic comedy? This movie's a genuine romantic comedy that's in the holidays, but there are scenes where I'm like, ugh. (laughs) But this one, this one, there was was the snowboard scene, and that was pretty dumb, guys. That was that was very stupid. Unrealistic. It was unrealistic, not stupid, but unrealistic. So she she hits up the spa once again, and this time, Craigan's mistress is there, and she is basically 
yelling at one of the uh, masseuses and Georgia goes over and basically reams her out and says, your your neck is so sore because you've been going down too much on Mr. Craigan. And he comes to the masseuse's rescue and I freaking loved this scene too. Is that even too. possible to have neck pain because I of that? I don't know. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> anybody running stats on that? I no, mean, okay. All the right. masseuse actually said like, you're probably on your phone too much, which is why you have such a sore neck. Oh, that's a cute and way of putting jo- it. Yeah. And then yeah. Georgia comes over and is like, actually, you've been going down on Mr. Craigan too much. And that's why you have neck issues. And I was like, oh, Mike, drop Georgia. You that's go, awesome. girl. Yeah. Talk about the confidence getting increasing throughout this movie. So we have Sean, LL Cool J. Where in the world is LL Cool J, by the way? Like he's, right he, now? He goes into the Josh Hartnett, Queen Latifah category of, <laughs> what have you been doing, man? Well, I have not seen you in so long. Yeah, but he doesn't, though, because he's been doing NCIS LA, like Los Angeles, since, what, 2008? To present. Has he is it still, been that long? Yes, he has been on that show since the very beginning of NCIS Los so Angeles. So that's where he's been. He's yeah. been on this. <laughs> yes. I was about to say crappy. Uh, no. Bit. It's a good 8 o'clock p.m. show that occurs weekly. <laughs> Sarah's been on the Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, all that mess. Oh, my God, so mess. good. God. It's so, so th- good. So that's the world that LL Cool J is yeah. living in. He's, he's just making money. He is living in primetime TV <laughs> dramas. That is what Stop he's been trying to in. make it seem like that. He, yo, he's getting a bag. He's getting paid for like he a is. subpar show for the past 10 years. Hey, and you know what? Good for him. Absolutely. Uh, I'd say yes to that. Clearly, it's good enough that he doesn't have to do anything else. If any of those crappy, like, primetime TV Not shows want to hire us, get at me. <laughs> I'll do it. Maybe when you lead with crappy, I don't think they're going to do it. I'll sell out, guys. LL Cool J, he sold out. I don't think anybody's <laughs> upset about it, though. Out. You're just making money, man. <laughs> I get it. So that's where he's been, though. Yeah, yeah that's, that's where he's been, NCIS. Yeah. Great. Yeah, for, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So he goes over to Georgia's house and um, the the next door neighbor, Georgia's next door neighbor, who's the kid, comes out and says, hey, you're the guy from the Book of Possibilities. Ooh, and of course, Sean's like, God. what is the Book of Possibilities? So he goes in, grabs the book out of the trash, shows him this Book of Possibilities and the photos of him and Georgia pasted together on wedding photos from a magazine. What would you do? What would be your reaction if you saw something like this? If if somebody, you, you really hadn't been on any dates with this woman yet. You really weren't 100% sure if she liked you. A neighbor brings out this book with photos of your employee of the month photo and her employee of the month photo pasted on people who are in like a bride and groom outfit. I would think she she's uh, like a psychopath. Like she is going to, she's going to murder me. She's going to wear my skin. She's, it's all... Like, I'm thinking, <laughs> oh I God, just dodged okay. a bullet. I can't, I need to Get laugh. Get me out of here <laughs> as soon as possible. She cut out his employee of the month photo and put it, it was like a, yeah. it was a convertible wedding, but like they it were in, driving in a convertible. Dude, that's, the, and you know what, this movie, there's so many ways to display, hey, Georgia has a thing for her coworker, Sean. They picked the most maximum crazy thing that she's cutting out his face and putting it yeah, like, onto other pictures. I think what would have made it creepier is if, if she had a lock of his hair. Luckily, he's bald, so she no, wouldn't no, no, have been no. able to get that. Sarah, the <laughs> only way it's creepier is if it's photos that she took and he didn't <laughs> no! know about. Imagine. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, whoa, yeah. this, is, this is a... I was watching football that day and she took a picture of me in a... <laughs> <laughs> Through my curtains. Yeah, yeah. That's the she only way She must have been up in weirder. that tree. <laughs> yeah. God. What's the weirdest thing you did swooning over a crush? Tell me you didn't like cut out 
some guy's head and put it into a okay no a Cosmo magazine no. or something. I was dating this guy in was hanging out with this guy in high school, and um, I went over to his house after school, but I was still in my uniform and. Um, school uniform a school uniform yes and <laughs> yeah it's weird that could get weird and he wanted to go see like a late night uh football game of two like rival high schools and except the high schools that we were going to see didn't have uniforms on and i didn't bring a change of clothes because i didn't think we were going and so i showed up there with him and he was in normal clothes and so, I was still in my school uniform. So talk I, about your school uniform. Is it like kilts? I was wearing a kilt, yeah, Ooh, with yeah. like high socks. Ooh, yeah, and it was like in the summer or in the fall, so it was like still it was really warm out. And so I had my like sweater on that had my school emblem on it as well. So like I was like decked out in my school uniform. So you're like he was in normal clothes, <laughs> mind you. Like he didn't stay in his school uniform. And I so love I that showed you're up like there. aggressively in support of a school that is not playing in that game. <laughs> like, right? Like that's what you probably looked like. Like wow, she's really into so much. So we're these walking, guys who are not playing right yeah, now. Yeah, we're walking on the bleachers, and every single person called me out saying really rude things to me. Oh and I just sat there, and I was like, I was so embarrassed because I was like, oh my God, like I'm here. I like this guy. We're not dating. We're just hanging out. I'm trying to like, you know, do what he wants to, like, you know, he wants to go see this football game. Let's go see this football game. And I'm sitting there cold because it's now like eight o'clock at night. And I'm just like, this sucks. This is I'm so embarrassing. Kilt. Yeah. They're, that's not comfortable. No. The bleachers? Mm, no. And it was really that. cold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, do you have a story? Um, like, this is borderline creepy. It's not like cutting Borderline people's... creepy. Oh, well, that, that was the question I asked. Yeah, I know. Mine wasn't creepy. Uh, like, my high school was one big circle. Like two floors, and it was just a oh, big circle. I was like, "What?" So <laughs> a click, like a like everyone hung out with each other. Like, what no, does that no, mean? No. <laughs> Literally a circle. Okay. I felt. I feel like that was like a a Thor Ragnarok joke. Like it's not a normal circle. It's like a freaky deeky circle. Anyways, uh, let's remember Korg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Korg. Korg from, yeah, yeah. yeah, I love him. <laughs> it's a rock, I'm just laughing because that was really good. <laughs> was that good? Okay. I you looked at me weirdly, and I didn't know if I was pulling it off or not. No, it was really good. I love that movie. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, nah, this whole thing is a circle. But not a real circle, more like a freaky circle. Nah, nothing makes sense here, man. The only thing that does make sense is that nothing makes sense. Just throwing a little... Oh, uh, I love Cord. Like a little Taika Waititi uh, little name drop there Heck for yeah. you. yeah. Okay. Okay, so our, our high school is two floors. A circle, though. A freaky deaky circle, if you like. <laughs> but it would happen that, like, you know... <laughs> So here's the thing. If I, it, like, especially during lunch, if I started walking and I saw a crush, you know, I could be like, like, talk to my friends, like, hey, guys, like, why don't we just, like, walk around a little bit for lunch? I'd see where she was. If you just keep on walking, oh you can get back to the same spot. So then I would be like, okay, she's coming up here on the right. Got to make eye contact, that Dev. That is creepy. Well, shit. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just it. kidding. I'm just kidding. It's not. It's not. It's I'm not. I'm so it's nervous not. about it. No, I'm not. It's, I'm just kidding. It's not. So like that, I couldn't be the only guy who did it. I'm pretty sure somebody else mentioned it, how like, just keep on walking and then you see them again. Okay. Do you want to know what the guys at my high school used to do? They used to stand at the bottom of the stairs Ooh, on the side sketch, and yeah. watch the girls go up the stairs. Well, because you're all wearing kilts. Yeah. That's, yes. that's disgusting. Yes. Yeah, that's so not cool. what you did, not creepy. And that's why they built in shorts in kilts. I was about <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we also always wore shorts under our kilts, regardless of whether they were built in or not. 100%. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So the second dinner comes up 
And Georgia has a special reserve table from the chef. And she actually invites the congressman, the senator, and Mr. Cragen over. And this was a close second to my favorite scene, or my best scene, because Cragen is so just full of himself and annoyed that he actually sits at the table by himself. He sits at his own Momentarily table by himself. decides to join them. And yeah. then he decides that he's being a big fat baby, which he is throughout this entire movie, and he goes to sit with them. And they have a lovely dinner, except when the chef comes out this time, he says no dietary restrictions. And they all agree. Well, like, if you're, if you're intolerant to gluten, that's like, that's a thing, right? For if sure. you're a vegan, that's a thing. If you're like, nah, I just want, don't want potatoes in that. Well, now, now you're just being annoying, right? Like, this, this is the Chef Didier. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like, I've been in a few instances where, like, I know, you know, if you ask people, like, what your dietary restrictions are, and, like, some people are truly gluten-free. They can't have gluten. They're celiac, and so they, you know, they have dietary restrictions. But it's the people who, like, pick and choose when they are gluten-free or oh, when they are celiac. Love and then those people. They put in those dietary restrictions. You go out of the, your way to make sure that they have these dietary restrictions, you know, oh, dairy-free or whatever. And then they eat the damn dairy when everybody else is eating the, the, the rest of the food when you've ordered them a specific meal. I had a friend who's a, um, like, he, he takes sommelier courses, like he does wine purchasing for a restaurant. And he got into the most hilarious argument with a guy, like a friend of mine who's vegan and who loves wine. And the sommelier guy was like, well, you realize that <laughs> in wine. By the way, like this is knowledge I did not know. He's like, there's fish bladder in wine. Oh. The guy's like, oh. And he's like, ruining, so you've just been. Ruining wine across all of our listeners. But Thank I think you. the guy was like, oh, yeah, I know that. And he's like, so you're not vegan then? He's like, well, no, I am vegan. And he's like, but you like. You're asking me wine <laughs> recommendations as a sommelier, and I'm telling you that that's not vegan, and you're okay with that. So now you're, and they got into this big like, like metaphysical conversation about what it means to be vegan. I'm like, holy shit, this is like, this, this is deep. going nuclear here. Yeah, yeah, this is really bad. Wow, very funny, very comical. So Matthew Cragen, Mr. Cragen, really wants to find out who Georgia is. And I, I feel like this is like his his life's goal while he's at, at this hotel. And he secretly asks Mrs. Um, Miss Gunther. Miss Gunther to spy on Georgia and dig up some shit on her. Shitty for Miss Gunther. You're a bad person. Yeah, Miss Gunther seems to be a bad person. But what she discovers is that, and we, we, we kind of talked about it off the top, that, you know, Georgia has this disease and she's going to die. She writes a letter for when eventually she dies, somebody can go into her room and they find out, oh, okay, this this is the story of Georgia. So Miss Gunther comes across that letter and she realizes, oh my God, Georgia's here because she's going to die. die. Yes. So LL Cool J, Sean, he's making his way to Czech Republic to see her. Sean goes all the way to the Czech Republic for Georgia. What's the furthest you traveled for somebody? Like I think a few hours. See them in like a sporting event, I think. Oh, were you like traveling? Wait. No, 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 no. Was it hockey? No, it wasn't hockey. Okay, good. I was going to say. No, No, and it was for like my boyfriend at the time. Okay. They were like in, like they won this like tournament or something like that. And so like I went to go and cheer them on in a different city. A tournament that was not hockey. Correct. Okay, just making sure. Like it was, I think it was um, like it was for high school and it was like a championship game, but it was in a, yeah, it was in a different city. The puck bunny situation. No, I knew that's what you thought. Yeah. I, it was. It's not that. Like no, that, that's God, a real no. thing here I in Canada. So like, I, I just I wanted it, to confirm. It was not that. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I like. I, I took a bus cross country like seven hours to see a girl. Wow. You learn the bus culture. There, there oh, is yeah. a culture to it. I used to. Have to I took the bus home from university. There is a holiday. key thing. There's like an unwritten, unspoken 
there are strange people who take the bus. Yes. And you need to you need to zero in on oh, yeah. who is young, mm-hmm. who probably doesn't smell, who's not going to tell me conspiracy theories for like five hours. And 100%. you zero in on those people. Oh, yeah. And you actually ask them before you get on the bus if they want to sit with you. And yeah. they usually... 100% of the time agree with you and they say oh absolutely well it's they don't a- try to test it out to see if they can get a seat by themselves I was about to say it's a gamble because sometimes mm-hmm. I would put my bag in the other seat I'm like hey you know what maybe I can get away with this and then of course the smelly creepy guy yeah. who's gonna tell me about the Illuminati for five hours mm-hmm. he sits beside you and you're like damn and there's nothing you can do about it there was a chill girl who I'm pretty sure is a Starbucks barista because yeah. I like she served me once she would have been super chill and now I'm stuck with this guy oh yeah no I used to take the bus home like from university and it was like an eight hour bus ride and I would do that in the line at because it was nice because the buses would actually pick us up on campus and so um what I would do was because by the time it got to our university um, where we would load it was one of the last stops before out of town and so the bus would be really full so what I would do I would actually go across town I would take the bus across like the city bus across town to the like to the station and be one of the first people on the bus so that when everyone was getting on the bus I'd be like hey you want to sit with me and then they'd be like yeah so like I would get like hold up so you would get on the bus early at a different stop yeah what yeah it was a long eight hours. Sarah, it's an eight I hours don't of your life. I think you understand how weird that is. I think you're the weird bus person. No, you got on multiple stops ahead of when you would have normally was, gotten no, on. No, it was like it was one stop. Just okay. Still though, it was like okay. Well, oh maybe it was my god! Wow. You're the person I was trying no, to avoid all those times. I am not going to sit That's there talking wild. to you for eight hours about the Luo Illuminati. <laughs> I think we're glossing over how absurd your behavior was. That's bizarre, Sarah. No. I just want to acknowledge it for the pod. You had to get a good... Eight hours is a long time to be on a bus. I am never getting on a bus. (sighs) Any stops early just for... Yeah, no, that's that's wild. Anyway. Whatever. I'll embrace it. Who cares? (laughs) So Georgia decides that it's time for her to leave. She needs to be with her loved ones and not, you know, by herself with a bunch of um, her new clique who really doesn't like her for who she is, but they think she's a VIP. And so she leaves to go back to LL Cool J. I just like to say that. I was going to say his name is Sean, but we can call him LL Cool J. Well, yeah. Um, But he's on his way to see her. And of course, an avalanche blocks the road because there was a big storm. And so he decides that he's going to jump out of the cab that he's in and like on foot trek it to the hotel. And she decides that she's going to go back to the hotel and just kind of figure things out. It's kind of the only option. And as well, it's kind of snowed in for everybody now trying to leave or come. So Chef Didier asks if she, well, actually she goes into the kitchen realizing that they're understaffed and she actually helps him make like a buffet meal for everybody, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. It is. It is. And Matthew finds out, Mr. Cragen finds out that she actually, Georgia actually works for him and makes a call to find out where she works for him and that it's in cookware. So he's found out her big dark secret, which it never was a secret. They just assumed this whole time they, she, she, it wasn't that she was trying to hide something from her, from them. She just never, they never asked. She just spent a lot of money and they just assumed. And she also like, like with the Senator, they're like, Oh, do you know the Senator? And she's like, yeah, we were supposed to go to church on Tuesday. Or on Sunday, and that that's true. He was supposed to make an appearance at her church. So she's not lying. Yes. It's just the way it came out. Yeah. Like I said, the way she's delivered some of these lines at the very beginning, they've just assumed these things about her and never actually asked her. So she never had to tell them. Yeah. 
So at the finale dinner, I just like to to cue them up as the dinners. Um, on New Year's Eve, Mr. Cragen gives a toast to Georgia and actually calls her out. Well, he reveals to everybody, you're a cookware employee. And then she's like, yeah. You're nothing. You're an imposter. Yeah. And I, I got rid of all my bonds and I grabbed all this money because I've got three weeks to live. Don't you feel like an asshole? I know, and that's kind of how it all runs down. Like it's everybody, the, the congressman, the senator, the mistress, they're all, wow, we're in support of They're feeling of like Georgia. A-holes. Yeah. And Mr. Cragen's kind of a douche. Yeah, he yeah. totally is. All the while... In Louisiana, in New Orleans, uh, the doctor realizes that they've misdiagnosed Georgia and that she's actually not dying of Lamington's disease. And uh, they fax over the misdiagnosis. And of course, the front desk attendant is looking up the ceiling and doesn't see it come in. There are two big, like, even more in this movie. Oh, of course, that's what was going to happen. I know. This is the biggest. She's not going to die at Although the end of this movie. Although you didn't see, you didn't, you weren't sure. You asked me, you were like, she's not going to die at the end of this movie, is she? Because I find the pacing this movie a little strange at times. Like when she gets diagnosed, it's like, oh, she bonked her head. Oh, how funny. Oh, she's going to die in three weeks. Oh, that's horrible. And then, <laughs> and then something else funny happens. You're like, I don't know if I'm sad or not. <laughs> I don't know? know how I'm supposed to feel. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Yeah. So I think I asked the question. I'm like, she's not going to die, right? Like, there, there's I guess no it's way the wrong they, they couldn't end the movie that way. So I, I was fairly certain. And then, of course, yeah, she's been misdiagnosed. Meanwhile, the bellman comes running up to her and says, Georgia, something terrible is happening. And they joke. That, oh, Mr. Cragen jumped off the roof? And he, and says, he says, not yet. <laughs> but he's on the edge. He's on the edge. She's drunk <laughs> and he's on the roof and everybody is kind of in the courtyard watching. And none other than, this movie is all about Georgia. She's a chef. She's a snowboarder. Now she's a, a negotiator for somebody who's about to jump off a roof. Which, like, okay, so I was thinking about this. Of all the people, Georgia's going to, like, his arch nemesis is yeah. going to go up here and chat with him about it. Georgia's out there trying to, to um, talk him off the ledge and trying to get him back inside. And they end up having a big heart-to-heart about it. And then Sean shows up, and he professes his love for her on the ledge as well, while Mr. Craigan's there. I mean, why not? And then she finds out from Miss Gunther... That she's going to live. All of this is happening just like rapid fire. Yeah. Sean's there. Oh my God, Sean's here. Oh my God, I'm not going to die. Yeah. Oh my God, let's get off this ledge, you know? And then the congressman and the senator are down on the ground and their commentary during this scene. That is was really hilarious. fun commentary. Because they were saying all the things that like classic, you know, dads are saying, like, hey, how much uh, weight do you think they can put on that ledge? Oh, wow, there's another person out on the ledge. <laughs> How many people do you think they could fit on that ledge? Wow, are we the only people not on the ledge? You know, it was it was fun. They, they were good. <laughs> it was. And so Georgia and Sean, they, you know, they, they're together. They kiss. They, um, I don't, I guess they leave right after that. It doesn't really show. It just kind of fast forwards. It fast forwards to the next cliche thing that you can definitely guess about this movie. I was even guessing it to you. Her dream has come true. I'm like, all right, we're going to fast forward now. To Georgia opening her own restaurant. She's in the kitchen. Who's there? Chef Didier's there, of course. So damn obvious. Obviously. It's like a celebrity event. The mayor of Atlanta showed up. The other celebrity chef from her book of possibilities shows up. I thought the senator should have shown up as well. That would have tied it up with a bow. So that's my honorable mention. No, sorry. That's my what should have been. Yeah. At first, do you want me to go do my what should have been now? Yeah, sure. So 
my what should have been at first I put that I would like to have seen the congressman and senator at her new opening for her restaurant but then I rethought this because really the only reason they liked her while she was at the hotel was because they thought she was famous and rich they really didn't like they got to know her for her but they really only liked her because of what she like what facade she put on so I'm happy they weren't I, I'm I'm content with them not being at, at the opening see I disagree I think That's they okay. were drawn to her realness. She was a person who had no no qualms with telling you how it is. And you know that last conversation with Craig, and she's like, "Listen, you're like you put your own face on your stupid success magazine. Stop doing that." And he was even taking notes. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I should put something else, somebody else it. on there." I don't know. I mean, I don't have George Bird's five rules to how to be a better human being. All I know is if you want somebody to care about you, stop trying to buy and sell them all the time. <laughs> Get your pasty face off the cover of your own magazine every month. Yep, that's the face right there. And I think, I, I do agree they were drawn to her because they thought that she was as successful as them. But I think she got through to the core of friendship because she was real with them about stuff. And that is our movie. It Quick is. facts. Quick facts. All of the dishes served in the movie were prepared by Food Network chefs who traveled with the crew to do the cooking. They also taught Queen Latifah some basic cooking techniques so she would look like a professional chef in the movie. The Food Network also posted the recipes for all of the dishes on their website like the lobster salad and potato leek nests, duck hash on toasted baguettes, spiced lamb shanks with blood orange relish, roasted quail with brioche, chorizo, stuffing, and more. During one scene where Queen Latifah's character is serving LL Cool J the duck hash on roasted baguette, the Food Network staff had to substitute the duck in the actual dish because LL Cool J doesn't eat it. Both Queen Latifah and LL Cool J started their careers in entertainment as rappers. They also each had starring roles in their own TV series in the 1990s, Living Single and In the House, respectively. This is the second film that Timothy Hutton and Giancarlo Esposito have starred in together, the first being Taps in 1981. Giancarlo was also in the TV show Breaking Bad and was most recently in the Mandalorian TV show on Disney+. Plus. He is now like an A-plus villain. He's even getting villain roles in video games. Really? He's in like Far Cry 6 as the big baddie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The Grand Hotel Poop was also used in the James Bond film Casino Royale as the Hotel Splendide in Montenegro. The congressman's wife says one word throughout the entire movie, which is asshole, to Cragen. She does this after he outs Georgia to the whole group for being just a lowly sales worker at one of Cragen's stores. The story was rewritten for Queen Latifah. Originally, Jeffrey Price and Peter S. Seaman wrote Last Holiday loosely based on the 1950s British dark comedy and imagined John Candy as the lead. The project was held in development and then shelved for several years after John Candy passed away. Queen Latifah's agent discovered the script and suggested to the duo that they revise the script for her instead. Do you have a best scene? I do have a best scene. We we missed it somehow. Yeah. It's Chef Didier and Georgia walking through the town market oh, ordering nice. food. I thought it was a really, like, they had the best line in the movie, which is Chef Didier is talking oh, to her yes. and he says, you and I both know the secret of life. And she kind of leans in. And it is like, obviously, her life is ending. So I yeah. think she's like, oh, do I? Like, what is it? And he's like, butter, which is something my mom would say. Yeah. Uh, and I just find it funny that he's in a, it's set in a Czech town. Yes. And he's yelling French at people just yeah. ordering things randomly. And they're all like grabbing, saying, yeah, some oysters, sure. I mean, I found that to be kind of comical. But I also, I really liked 
those moments between Chef Didier and Georgia, he was a great like side character in this he movie. Was. Every good rom com needs more than mm-hmm. just the duo, right? You Agreed. need you, you need, need a good third, side characters. You need a third person and a fourth person, and he was amazing. He, he was, was so good. It's interesting that both our best scenes had him in it. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. he really brought some warmth to the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, he's my honorable mention. I was about I'll to say, say can I can I tell you what I wrote down? Yeah, it can't be Chef Didier because that's too easy. Oh well, he's my honorable mention. So let's hear it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> everything yeah, about else. everything about this man. I love him. Um, and I wrote down the actual honorable mention is Giancarlo Esposito. Obviously, who knew when this movie came out that he was going to be become like an A plus tier villain? Oh my god! You know what else he's a villain in, Sarah? What? The Boys. Oh, really? Yeah. I never watched it. So he's just the bad guy in everything. You want a good bad? Ba- it's just him. Yeah. Everything. Breaking Bad. Star Wars. It's true. That video game I was telling you about. <laughs> yeah. Like everything. Yeah. He's just a bad guy. He's all a the big time. baddie. Yeah. What should have been? So I already said what my wish should have been was. Chef Didier should have ended up with Miss Gunther. Oh, you think? Hell I don't I'm yeah. gonna, I'm no, no. He is vibrant. He's full of life. She's cranky. She's miserable. But she shows she has such a heart when she realizes that Georgia is dying. Not only that, Sarah, I think they actually quietly have a relationship that we never saw. You know why? Why? Because Miss Gunther only told one person about Georgia's diagnosis. Oh, and it was him. It was Chef Didier. Oh, that's good. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Ooh, I think there was a side plot where they, were, they got together at the end and we just never saw it. Never came to fruition. Never came to fruition. Rewatchability. Okay, so my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry, 3.75. Storyline, 3. Thirst Factor, 3. Imagination, 4. Soundtrack, 4. Cheese, 4. For an overall score of 3.63. That is a high score. A much higher score than what I have. Oh, In wow. fact, I haven't really like shot this movie down too much. I know, you a, haven't. It's a holiday movie. Listen, there are holes to be poked in this movie. I didn't want to poke too many, but I'm about to... Lay the smack down now with wow. my score. Because chemistry, it's like a two. Well, we see them like two scenes together and then they kiss. Even the kiss, I'm like, meh. I don't know. Storyline, four, sure. Thirst factor, 2.5. Imagination, three. Soundtrack, three. Cheese, it's a one. What? The cheese was horrible in this movie. It was very bad cheese. I think it was very good cheese. No. For an overall score of 2.58 out of 5. Wow. Yeah, I know. Who are you? Get out. I'm somebody who's realistic about the scores. Terrible. It's a a great holiday movie, and I think it needs to be said, like, a holiday movie's good. Mm -hmm. But if I'm just looking at the stats, not so good. And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Last Holiday. If you're listening to us on Spotify right now, there's a a beautiful little um, follow button so easy hit it right now also hit the bell so that you're notified when we do new stuff um apple podcast hit the subscribe button also leave a review literally do it right now there's a little it's like a pen writing just leave a review thank you thanks for listening